Alright, welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, with my friends, Jalen and Joshua. We're back again for another episode um, where we got a few topics for you guys today. Yeah, uh, we, we, we back like we never left. <laughs> we in here. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we got it. We're going to be talking about Ghost of Tsushima today. Um, and our thoughts around it, open world games. We're going to be talking about um, Last of Us Part Two and controversy surrounding that. Uh, the Avengers beta coming really hot off that. That just happened this weekend. Today is Sunday, 8 9, 2020. And we got uh, how Bioware has fallen from its graces of uh, exceptional company or studio to whatever it is today. Um, we're going to start with the Ghost of Tsushima because that's um, something I'm pretty familiar with. I beat the full game. I haven't 100% it yet, but um, a lot of it is still fresh in my memory. Um, so we're going to start there today. Um, did you guys have any opening remarks or should I kick it off there? Uh, yeah. Um, when we get to the Avengers, I. Uh, I think I'm going to be not as positive as Deontay is on it, but um, oh. did you did you get around the planet yet, Jalen, or are you plan on playing it? Uh, I don't know if the beta ended. I did get my stuff. I was going to try to play it. I actually was planning on playing it before I got locked out of my car. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Real world problems. He's shutting down that stuff, don't he? Man, like... Hells. Copious well, I guess we can start with um, Ghost then, because we at least all touched it. Uh. Yeah. Um, so Ghost of Tsushima. So that one, um, just to start off, basically give my piece on it. I think it's a great game. I think it's a game that um, was kind of needed at this time. It was like a like a. Um, uh, a palette wash for PlayStation after Last of Us for some reason. It was like they, 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 people realized again that they make great games, even though I still feel like Last of Us um, is a good game, but we're going to talk about that later. But Ghost of Tsushima was a game that kind of came out at the right time. It was like right between the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5, and it kind of showcased a lot about what PlayStation 4 was all about, as well as kind of the, the technological leaps that it kind of took. Um, and it's, it, it did have its like shortcomings when it comes to open world because at the end of the day it is still a open world game but it did so much right that pe- when it came to that small stuff that was like you know very very minuscule at to that point it didn't really matter at that point so I think it did a lot of things right um, I really thoroughly enjoyed the game I thought the gameplay was very tight I thought the actual difficulty was was accurate, and, and then they even, you know, brought in a new difficulty. I forget the name of it, but um, they even brought in a newer difficulty where it's uh, like even higher, where it kind of gives you that real you can't you can't mess up feel samurai feeling stuff. So I think it nailed a lot of stuff perfectly. So that's why a lot of it got a lot of grace when it came to the minor details of it. 
Um, but yeah, it's still an open world game. It still had those points where I felt like it was just a lot of filler or like it was some filler. But because the world was so infatuating and I was kind of like in, engulfed in that and trying to, you know, role play as a samurai versus being the ninja and everything, I was just running around dueling everybody because I felt as if that was the purpose of the game. So it was um, it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's um, definitely one of the higher notes on the PlayStation roster and hopefully they make a part two. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that they came out with uh, that game and it for it to be as strong as it was. Uh, of course, looking like one of the best um, games they've ever made and still having like a solid uh, identity when it comes to like the gameplay. Um, Mm. I haven't finished it. I've gotten like, I don't know how long it is, but I've gotten to like the second island. And so it's opened up more and there are a lot more, I say, obstacles to getting through just like uh, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just took a little break from it because like you said, it, it is still an open world game. And so, you know, there are a bunch of side quests that all got different rewards. Some of them really good, some of them not. But it's just going to take a lot of time to go through and fill out all of those quests. And I feel like I didn't want to burn out by um, doing that because I know if I see something interesting, I'm going to go do it. But that's going to prevent me from progressing for a long time. Um, so that in, its, in respect to being an open world game, I would say it's not revolutionary in in a sense to be in an open world game other than the the win mechanic which is really really good um but otherwise the combat keeps you engaged and the world itself is interesting enough that you feel like uh you want to be there even though you know what you're doing might just be uh go destroy enemy bases like you do in any other uh open world game yeah then um it 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 kind of gave you the same feel of everything else, but because it was so true to its art form or whatever it was trying to portray, like portray, it, it kind of felt as if you gave it grace. You know, it was like like the the whole entire world felt like a movie, felt like a picture. It was just like you constantly were in a moment where it felt like it was just unrealistic, re- <laughs> unrealistically real. It was just felt like everything was so you know prominent and and it just it just felt like you were you were doing something important even though it was just some you know side quest it was just really you just took a moment look at the world and you was just going through this entire place and how they drove the actual engagement of the world with through the the weather and how the 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 actual wind was blowing and it was shifty it shift everything so it kind of made it feel as if you were a part of this breathing world all the time and every time you wanted to sit and just you know take a moment take a picture of it use that photo mode they that was the probably one of the best photo modes i've seen in a game in a very long time and it was useful because the game was so you know um true to its form it was just true to what it wanted to portray and it was true to that samurai feeling game so i i really enjoyed the photo mode because every time i got done doing something or if i was just riding to go somewhere it felt like you know I was you know taking on some some bigger action than myself or whatever. So the world definitely kept you grounded in it, and um, 
the, the everything about it made you feel as if you wanted to stay within that versus most other open world games after a while you do get burned out and again that still happened in ghost of tsushima but because i because i was so infatuated with the world it didn't matter and i kept giving it like that grace of i'm not finna get burned out it's like a 30 hour game and i didn't like put it down day to day i just kind of played it all the way through and i'm going to go back and 100 percent it at some point but right now i just felt as if i wanted to get through the campaign i wanted to try everything i still wanted to go do a bunch of the side quests i didn't want to miss anything um but i still wanted to kind of get through the game and kind of see what the ending was and see what that story was um i can say that the character like the the main character uh what's his name i think his name is jen yeah jen i think <laughs> i he's he's so non-memorable because he's just not that yeah. good of a character but he's just he's playing. just right the driving point of the game i felt like was the world i don't think the character really was that important of who was playing it um it was just more so yeah. me cosplaying in that world and being my own character so even though they kind of made you feel as if you were doing something wrong or doing like this ninja you know, you know the the ninja and uh becoming the ghost and all that stuff even though i was playing it like i wanted to play it and they said that they it had you know repercussions to the world where you'll see more thunder or more more lightning if you were playing more like a ghost versus a true samurai i i wasn't aware of those mechanics because honestly i was running around being a samurai the entire time even though they were kind of trying to portray me as a ghost i wouldn't i would not assassinate anyone i would literally try to run up on everybody and just kill them mm-hmm. head to head um yeah so it I was too plain than what I wanted him to be like yeah. as a character he didn't really have anything going on other than like his his ninja way his samurai way <laughs> that he gotta uh, keep strong to um, except when stuff doesn't work out um, but I think gameplay wise I like the I guess the player character in a sense like what you can do gameplay wise was uh, really good because like you go up and just duel people you know you get the one hit kills on a couple of people um and even when you do get the ghost abilities i know you said you didn't really use them the ghost abilities are actually really really strong like the smoke bomb that you can throw down and it uh nobody can see you and you can just assassinate everybody in the circle and stuff like that um so i've been i've just been doing both uh just a mixture whatever works best in the situation um but gameplay wise i feel like it's very strong stealth and um like one-on-one and group combat yeah whereas it's not too complicated but it's still um got a lot of depth to it i guess um other than for me i didn't i don't really like the stealth aspect of it i feel like it's not a lot of ways to um not enough ways that I would want to to stealth around other than just hiding in the bushes and stuff. Um, but those uh, nin- I forget what they're called, but like those uh, ghost abilities, they're, um, they help out. Cause like you can get seen and then throw down a smoke bomb and then you're not seen anymore. So it's still pretty uh, forgiving uh, with the, the alert system. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, definitely one of the it's it's even though i didn't use that stuff i could see how useful it could be um 
even when I got into like bad situations where I was like, because I was playing on like the hardest difficulty at the time, and I was trying not to, you know, die at some points, and I felt like, okay, they making me be the ghost, so I had to do a certain way. It was useful at that time because he was just, you know, throw kunai's, and I, um, at that point you you would take down two or three people easily, and like they they get stunned, so you can actually open them up to more, you know, engagement and like more fighting styles. So understood the ghost was useful. It, it was just me, like I said, it was, it was mostly what I put as a rule for myself playing a game that didn't have any rules. <laughs> that's just weird, but that's kind of what I did for the game when I was playing it. And that's kind of because the world felt like it was just like, you got to be this samurai and you got to be this, that, and the third. I felt that, you know, compelled to do this versus, you know, use my ghost tools that they were actually trying to portray in the story. So overall, I still enjoyed the story. It, it was able to get me through the game um and play it all the way through I, I felt like it was engagement gauging enough i think the side character is a lot more interesting than the actual main character which is you know fortunate enough that they have writers enough that can you know shine when it comes to the side quests and like the right other characters but i really think they should have put more effort into the main character to give him more you know more of a um you know layered character versus what he was he was kind of you know through and through the, the same thing it wasn't really that many much conflict and the conflict that he had wasn't really that interesting so it was just um overall a, still a solid game because again i i give it grace because it, it nailed what it was trying to portray accurately um but yeah what do you kind of uh Jalen? i know you're kind of early on so what was your what's your opinion of it as of now um, to be honest, I ain't really got to play a whole lot because of everything I got going on and stuff like that. But um, so far, I mean, I, I like the game. Um, I think I might be in a prologue or like chapter one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it seemed pretty smooth. Uh, I do like the aspect of, you know, when you walk up to people, you like, hey, we do this easy, we do this the hard, you know what I'm saying? So, give them a you choice. Know what I'm saying? You, yeah, you can give them a choice. If they trying to run up and get done up, you know, that's you know we flexible you can do that um or if you're trying to you know finesse them or whatever and assassinate them you know that's another thing um i do like that i know the dude probably not gonna have that much character i feel like in open world games and stuff it's kind of hard to have a good balance because of everything you got going on you need to make sure the environment right you need to make sure the other characters right the main character right how you interact with the world and stuff like we touched on last uh session we we talked about how Zelda did a good job with the open world, but um, with this game, basically what I'm getting at was I like telling the story to do is like, you know, I got my samurai way basically, and I'm finna I'm finna go walk up to these dudes and let them know they finna get chopped up. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, chop, even though chop. Telling them, no, we gotta be sneaky. He was like, no, nah, I'm just going right in there. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I, was, I, was I was definitely with him at that point. I was like, no, nah, we, we we gotta go up in there, chop, <laughs> chop, chop, get ready, chop, chop, <laughs> chop, chop. No, nah, but uh, yeah, that. I mean, other than that, I mean, I'm I am curious how they're gonna do the open world. Um. I was at my boy crib and he was playing it and he was telling me how you can uh you can nimpo it up with them smoke bombs and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, man, you say you got that nimpo in there, man. So I you know, I wanna try that out, but I kinda wanna play it like uh how you were saying, Deontay, how you just wanna hey I'm finna I'm, I'm finna let you know right now we finna chop you up, all right, bro? Like this is what's gonna happen. 
So I do want to play it that way just because that it makes I ain't it, never seen something like that. Yeah, it makes it's it a little really, bit more difficult, but uh, it's definitely worth it once you once you whoop them all. Yeah, yeah. it's a little cinematic too, kind of. Yeah. You, you know, it's like the little, you know, the little old timey samurai showdowns, quick draws yeah. like that. So that that scene kind of tight too. And he just do he he finesse when he do it. You know what I'm saying? He just be walking up like, yeah, man. But, uh, <laughs> I'm finna hit you right back. I'm finna cut him up real quick. I'm gonna call you right back. All right, like, yeah. so I do like that. And they tied the um, they tied the uh, I don't know if he got multiple emotes or just one with the bow, but um, I didn't even look into it that much. But I think he only has the bow. But they tied the emotes to the uh, to the uh, swipe or whatever it's thing called for the PlayStation where you can swipe on it, the touchpad, and uh, it's yeah. easier once you once you once you whoop everybody, you just bow to the last one. Uh, you take take your pictures, man. I, I was that's what I was doing the entire time. Like, yeah, I got a bow to allow no respect. They they hustle, but they just got whooped. Yeah, I do like um, the legendary abilities that you get throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first one you get is like the lightning strike, but the uh, same thing where if you hit somebody with it, everybody standing around they get scared and. Yeah start looking at you then you can just bow or take a picture because you just uh cut up the bi- biggest dude in like mm-hmm. one hit yeah yeah and then like the the um which i don't trying to spoil like this little smaller stuff but it's kind of just i mean if you at this point you guys should have played it by now but it's it's a uh well the audience i'm, I'm referring to it's a it's a good game i think it's um something that it has a lot of you know moments in it that make you feel like a true like again a good like a samurai it makes you feel as if you're you're taking your uh, army of one essentially and you could take on a, a, a full-on army that's kind of how it makes you feel so definitely man, highly you said army of one bro man, all these games let you be an army of one but this one is like <laughs> because the difficulty player, yeah bro. but I'm the not. difficulty is different it's kind of like you uh it's 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 realism in the fact that you can slice up people in like a few moves and they kind of die. So it's kind of like it gives you that feeling of that. It doesn't make them sponges. They don't they don't take more damage as you keep going on and get further into the difficulty. They just they just learn how to you know trick you and make you think differently how you fight. So it's not as if they um you know become like super armored folks where you gotta slash them forty five thousand times. Some bosses are, but not like everything. It's like you really just gotta become better at your movements and stuff like that. So, yeah, nah. I, well, the stance chopped in that game. Mm-hmm. Meditate, bro. Deep like, I'm better. I'm. I healed up. Like, <laughs> nah, he he pumped his chest, man. He <laughs> he hard this chest, bro. He, he, he be going sick. That joke, baby. That that was tight too. I was like, oh, so you just heal yourself by he tap his chest. <laughs> He said, boy, that was easy. Easy peasy. <laughs> Give me that. I was like, yo, this man crazy. Man. So most of his movements gave Jen way more personality than his actual voice <laughs> acting. You know? It was just like all his stuff and his abilities that he has gave him way more personality. But that boy hit her, hit her with the chest pump and said, yeah, give me give me that. I eat those for breakfast. <laughs> I eat those. I eat those baby cakes. I eat those. Yeah, but yeah, any big soldier, big soldier, yeah. That junk, that, that game, like I said, it 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 definitely portrayed what it was trying to do, um, in the right light. 
Um, y'all got any other closing things for Ghost? Uh, no, I look forward to playing. Like I said, it, it seemed like a pretty dope game. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna probably get back to it um, and finish it. I, I want to do you know 100%, but if it's too much, then I might uh, just get, try to get to the end. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the next one we was gonna be talking about is. Um, <laughs> how uh bioware has fallen from its graces and how um yeah i don't know about that. i mean bioware wasn't really a company that i followed in any way shape or form i didn't play mass effect one two or three um i went back and played some of mass effect one so i really don't have much to say on them outside of dragon age inquisition and um anthem and some of their you know more recent projects i think it was just anthem and really dragon age inquisition um <laughs> mass effect andromeda oh yes yeah, i did play mass effect andromeda i did but that was the b team i heard that's what i thought they said nah, nah that's all bioware bioware i mean yeah technically it's the b team but there's a reason that yeah. they moved it to somebody else and it it still doesn't help because the A team, the product that they made, Anthem, came out in an even worse state than yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I guess I I can talk to their history more. I play not every game, but I play all the Mass Effect games, and mm -hmm. I play like half the Dragon Age games. And like Mass Effect One is a really good story, but their gameplay wasn't always the best, and that's usually the the case for bioware like they don't have the greatest graphics or they don't have the greatest gameplay but the the rpg mechanics is really good and the story is good and they usually have a way that you can uh, change the story depending on your decisions and it makes a big impact on the game and that's why when mass effect came out it was a big deal because you make a lot of decisions in the first game and they come over to the second game and a, a lot of things can be different like your party members will be different or um, stuff like that and it makes you want to one like do everything right in the game because you don't want to like mess up but also if so something doesn't go your way you might want to play it again or go back to see how it goes differently because like there might be a teammate that you really like and they end up dying in an encounter because of a decision made earlier so you got to figure out how did that happen and you want to go back Nowadays, there are a lot more games that do that type of thing, but Bioware did it. Uh, it was just really good, and it fit in the overall context of the game really well. And so after Mass Effect 3, you know, they wanted to take a break on making those and uh, look at other things, and they started working on Anthem. But at, at some point, I guess a lot of talent left or a lot of leadership left or whatever happened in EA, in EA made them start coming out with games that are lacking so i mean we all played dragon age and mm -hmm. from what i played of it it was a it was a big improvement over like dragon age 2 um which a lot of people was happy about mm -hmm. but I, I i feel like they spread themselves too thin and the game itself um leveling up was slow and there wasn't a lot of focus for a lot of the game um, so even though they made improvements to like the combat, the rest of the game itself wasn't as 
interesting. So I put it down even though I wanted to finish the game. Um, and then after that, Bioware just hasn't come out with a good game in like the last, uh, what, I guess all of the PS4. Um, the like, whole generation, yeah. Yeah. The entire generation has not been a good game. Um, and they only created, you know, to I mean, I'm, I, I, if I'm, a, I'm a right, it's it's their B team Andromeda, and then it was Anthem. That was the only two games I've seen them drop from e, with EA in their partnership. I mean, Dragon Age Inquisition was on the Xbox One as well, so I guess that's three. Um, yeah. But the only thing uh, that has been their saving grace has always been like their RPG elements and their you know the ability to tell a good story. And then you get to a game like Anthem that you're trying to compete with Destiny and you're trying to tell a story, yet you you don't even you can't even you can't even do that correctly. It makes it seem as if what happened to the Bioware that we everybody enjoyed, where they was able to make a great story, people you know feel good story, make some make make it where decisions mattered and all this stuff. Where did that team go? And what are they kind of creating now? Because at this point, we, we, we dealt with Dragon Age Inquisition. We dealt with the Andromeda. Andromeda had uh, like a trinkle of that where it came to um, actually, you know, having a compelling story. But it wasn't done and it wasn't done well. It, it had um, just some characters I felt like they kind of shine through. But the overall game was 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 not was not a good experience at all gameplay wise mechanics wise multiplayer like a lot of the stuff that you know you kind of want to you want to nail when it comes to these newer ips or these new games where it kind of it matters not i wouldn't say ip because it's not a new ip but new games where that matter like the mechanics wise it just did not deliver and the stuff that they were known for they did not deliver significantly so it just became this, this this shell of a game that no one actually enjoyed. And then the team that was supposed to be creating this and creating this special moment delivered Anthem. And then you see that where it's just like <laughs> what you just stated. It's just kind of like what was the point of this? Because you got the I, – I can, I can admit that they got uh, some of the gameplay correct. They got the flying mechanic right. That was the, like the – Again, the best thing going for them on that is just the only thing I can think of that, that kind of caused Anthem to be what it was is that they were trying to compete in a market they knew nothing about. And they were trying to compete yeah. with Destiny. And that caused their downfall when they could have just, you know, stuck to what they kind of knew, created a pretty compelling story, and kind of built on those mechanics outwards after. But it seemed as if they tried to do that and pretend like it was a full game, you know? So I think that's where it became what Anthem is today, where nobody kind of plays it, and it's just a huge disappointment for EA and Bioware. Yeah, the, um, yeah, man, they, they just, I don't know, bro, like, taking it from the top or whatever, Bioware, I ain't even finna hold you up. I was never, like, a huge Bioware fan. I played Mass Effect 2, that's where I first, uh, mm -hmm. you know, got in at, um, then I had went back and played Mass Effect 1. I was like, all right, I played the second one, so I'm going to get this game a little bit of a pass or whatever. But I remember my older brother, like, you know, like back, in, I think it's like 2007 or 2008 or something like that, mm -hmm. um, Mass Effect 3. 
I mean, it was all right. That one was a lot more story driven and gameplay driven. Um, it, it had mad glitches in there, bro. I'm like, I'm like, why this game glitchy? Like, I hear my brother, he had walked over this gate or something. Like, he literally just like clipped, like, just walked over the gate. It was, it was strange, bro. But I don't know what was going on. The game started being glitchy, but um, fast forward, uh, I know we love uh, Sleepy Age, I mean, Dragon Age, Inquisition. I mean, I started that game when you, I, I fought a whole ox or a bear or a bull or it's something, you know what I'm saying? It's something sinister, dog. Bought that mud, whooped him, used all my resources. I think they gave me like six XP, bro. I'm like, bro, what? Man, I go read a sign. They give me 50 XP. I said, hey, I'm finna just read the signs. That's all I gotta do and I can level up, bro. Clearly, I was playing the game wrong, but the point is that game was trash. I don't care. Nobody say I don't care. He say, she say, they say. That game garbage. Basura. Um, stiff effect. I mean, mass effect Andromeda. Don't get me started on that. If y'all, if y'all trying to see some glitchy clips, go to YouTube or y'all can hit us up. We will show you live footage of garbage that game is. Like, I mean, you shoot pea shooters, all that garbage, man. Um, what was the other game that came out? Oh yeah, Anthem. Man, they. Hey, them, them, them scenes where you know when you be flying in the air, you see the little like the motion blur type stuff, like mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. You feel like you Iron Man and them, mm -hmm. uh, but then when you start fighting and stuff, you be like, hey, this game need to get put down too. Like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, I had a way, I had a way better time flying around, dog. But if this what if this what the game finna be, bro, y'all could have just put me in a flight simulator, bro. I, oh, I just be like Iron Man. <laughs> Cause that game, but Los Lo loved that game. He said the end game was straight and all that type of stuff. But I don't know, man. I I have to I have to ask him about it because he he's on that game heavy. But yeah, man, that game. Yeah, they won't finna finesse me, bro. Like yeah, yeah them, them I think they bio trash or whatever you wanna call them, they garbage. Yeah, I think they realized that once people stop playing and actually stop caring about their name being attached to stuff. Now, I think. I think now the next thing that they put out, they really had to prove themselves again without the name. Because at this point, nobody cares about the name. Um, well, I don't think y'all gonna try it. Because y'all, the next game that they working on is Dragon Age 4. Man. Yeah. So, Man, we, finna, we finna get 100 EXP for reader time now. <laughs> I Hopefully they, they kind of come with some new, because they got it's a lot of competition with that. They, now they have Avoid. And they now have, you know, Elder Scrolls whenever, you know, Bethesda get off their butts and actually do something. Um, so they got those two. I think those are going to be pretty big juggernauts where it comes to those type of games in that realm. So Dragon Age 4 are definitely going to still have the nostalgic of people, you know, playing the old previous games. But they still going to have to deal with, you know, bringing new people in. And if that game is missing half the mechanics those other two games are bringing to the table and like new, I you know, new ideas, it kind of makes it feel as if they're stuck in their old ways where they can potentially tell a great story, but they can't back it up with great gameplay. So um, I feel like Dragon Age was supposed to be that tipping point where they become a great developer for gaming, like games and like, a, you know, gameplay for, and, and modernizing the the you know Dragon Age Inquisition a role playing game, but they did they did um, have success in areas they didn't have success in others and I felt like that game was just way too slow and it was way too packed with stuff that didn't matter um, and the stuff that was important was behind so much you know grinding that it didn't become the game that a lot of people 
thought it was, or at least on what the critics thought it was, because for me, I did not agree with the critics where they was talking about how that game was just a ten out of ten, five out of five, all that. I did not, I did not agree with that. And most, we, we didn't agree with that. I would say that because um, we just spoke about it. We just did not agree with that game being what they thought it was perfection. I thought it was just, I thought that they were going to actually provide great gameplay along with a great story. The story seemed as if it was going to open up at some point, but it was extremely slow to get there. And no, I'm not saying I played no four hours or no five hours or no ten hours. I played about 25 hours into that game before I called it quits because it was just too tedious of a game where I felt as if I was not progressing as much as I was putting in time. So that game became, you know... It was it was about me going to because my whole thing about that game was me going to find all the dragons and me going to to take on things that I couldn't actually compete with but at some point I felt as if I was never going to get there because I remember running into either I either I ran into a dragon or I ran into a part where it just had um, I don't I don't remember that game I'm not sure if that game actually gave you the number of the like the level of the the, the, the enemy or if it just gave you X's. Whatever happened, I don't I remember being stuck with something and I just I just got overwhelmed. I got I got tired of like having to go back grind and then come back to something to the point where I just was like I'm over it. So I just stopped playing that game in general. Because um, yeah. what, what was the what was the things in that game card that you have to do? Like the uh it was the riffs or something? Yeah, that you have to the, keep the riffs. The riffs. It was. It was. It's, it's so long ago now. I can't remember. But I. Re- I remember it being a tedious gameplay. That's what I can say. I remember it being very, very grindy to the point where it didn't feel rewarding, nor did it feel fun to continue to do. Um, even yeah. if the world felt as if it was, you know, interesting, which honestly it wasn't. It felt very plain. Um, maybe people going back to that game, maybe they can see the see what it was and, and what it isn't as of now. Um, but the game didn't feel as if it was so expansive and it had so much stuff inside of it. It didn't feel like a very, you know, active world. It felt like you had stuff placed in the world that you can interact with. That's what, and, and if that makes sense. I so. think that um, for critics, especially for that game, critics are easily like swayed like it's it's in a lot of ways you can see what critics like and if you design the game that way or present it that way the critics are eating up but not necessarily the normal player would feel the same way because that Mm -hmm. game if you remember it came out in the early in the console generation so there were no other big open world games when it came out and so critics loved it and if they played Dragon Age 2, there was like, oh, it's a huge improvement over Dragon Age 2. Because Dragon Age 2 was terrible. Like, it, it was smaller, the levels were randomly generated, but they didn't have a bunch of different assets. It was randomly generated with the same assets. So you go in the same cave 50 different times and stuff yeah. like that. Like, it, it was terrible compared to what you have in Inquisition. And so, like, anybody that came from that to Inquisition would already, you know, this is the, the game that you should pick up. Yeah. Um, but it it just wasn't fully at what people expect from Bioware. I think like it um, like the story. I played some of it as well. I got maybe about halfway through, 
the story was okay the characters were okay but the gameplay and the world weren't up to the standards that i expected from them mm-hmm. and now that so many open world games have come out ghost of tsushima the witcher 3 um all the assassin's creed games all the other open world games even breath of the wild that people have different expectations and standards for that so dragon age 4 is literally just what you have inquisition just better graphics it's not going to have um the same impact and people are not going to be as nice to it um and that's if they can just stick to that i feel like ea or even the leadership at bioware have other things that they want to do like they want a games as a service game and they want you know multiplayer in there somehow and stuff like that because inquisition added multiplayer and i don't even think y'all remember that because the multiplayer was terrible yeah i remember that because we tried to play it and we was in there with them barrels i felt like i remember some barrels and stuff yeah falling asleep i do remember playing sleepy souls with that game My man, we falling asleep pretty yeah. rapidly, man. Yeah. I don't know what to do. The only thing I could yeah. think of is cutting his mug off. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even like the the multiplayer in it. Um, so whatever they do with Dragon Age Four, whatever games they got in the future, they need to know what their strengths are and stick to it, and not try to branch off into these games as a service. But I don't think they can do that. So I'm I'm just hoping the game come out in a decent state at all. All right, so it let's. It doesn't let's... seem like they got enough budget or talent to have these giant ideas like the next Destiny. Yeah, what do you think, uh, Jalen, that they would have to do to kind of impress you, or what did you enjoy from Mass Effect that you would like to see in the newer game? Uh, honestly, I, I think the biggest thing is like obviously we can say like my my interest in like uh trying out a lot of video games has kind of deterred over the years and stuff because of like so much like let down or whatever so i don't really know what they would have to do i thoroughly enjoyed mass effect too because of the gameplay like i felt like i was just i don't know i might have been in a different headspace but like the gameplay like the biotics like the biotic explosion fire explosions you know what i'm saying all that type of stuff um i did enjoy a lot of that they tried to put it in there but i think the a lot of the um issue with that game was for um Mass Effect Andromeda was like I think a lot of it was like the stiffness I know Mass Effect 2 and 3 they wasn't like the most like fluid games and stuff like that and they used to be glitching and stuff but I think the time it felt like the, the gameplay yeah I felt like they took Mass Effect 2 or something like that and then just left the same um, engine uh, base or whatever mm-hmm. and then they just tried to like like fix it or whatever or they just took the whole game and just tried to like smooth out some edges rather than well, that was actually the, the issue that they didn't even keep the same stuff. They switched to that stupid frostbite engine. Yes, they, they did. Oh, okay. I mean, some of the graphics were straight, but yeah, it they, was like they created a better looking game, but the mechanics and everything, but the how they animations yeah. were worse. And, yeah, they were <laughs> stiff and they like the guns didn't have no like the gunplay was that was probably you know, one of the worst things in that game was the gunplay. The gunplay and the animation was probably like the worst things in that game. I know Mass Effect too. And stuff has some funny animations. Like if you ever go look at some of the uh Renegade or Paragon little thing mm-hmm. that you can do in a game, like how he just sporadically do something, like you look a little goofy, like they make memes and stuff about it, but like it was just 
I, I think it's it, I think it's just time out. Like the game didn't it looked like an aged game kind of, but some of the stuff looks pretty nice. Like the the environment or whatever, but other stuff like I remember the little things when I was looking at some of the glitchy uh videos the mm-hmm. other day, like when we was talking about it. Like some of the dudes like the white on their face and stuff, like the little monster alien thing just fighting, they just look like they not finished. It, it, the game just look unfinished, man. Like they didn't it's rough around the edges. Yeah, I think for such a huge IP, they they definitely dropped the ball on that, and I can they can blame on the site, you know, studio all they want, but honestly, that is your IP. That is something you created, and you should have more, you know, consciousness of what you're put what they're developing and what they're putting out. So I get that they were working on Anthem, and I get that that wasn't like their main studio, but at the same time, Andromeda is still. I mean, Mass Effect is still your baby that's your game that kind of puts you on the map and to feel like to make it like to abandon it in that way and not create something that was you know strong a strong strong showing kind of feels as if why especially when you the the outcome is anthem um for me when it comes to bioware and like how so they could impress me to kind of play their games um they just need to be innovative i think I think Anthem, in some ways, was a little bit more innovative than others because they were able to, you know, they were using their combos for a certain, you know, fights, so it felt more engaging, the gameplay. The the flying mechanic gave you way more of a versatile feel or more of a um, uh, movement control. I felt like the movement for that game was very, very nice. I felt like they had some innovative ideas and they tried to make a full game based off those ideas but didn't realize how to make a game for a game of play kind of like game of service type of game like destiny so i think they kind of dropped the ball on that i really would like an anthem refresh honestly i would like to be able to go back into that world with a new coat of paint with some new mechanics with some new actual story missions with some 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 big events that happen in that game I think that game had enough there that you could create something pretty, pretty, pretty great with it. But the way that they kind of implemented that and how they kind of treated the the consumer as a beta tester, it caused so much rift in that community that nobody would want to stick around for that. And nobody did, honestly. So this is what they kind of have to work on now. They have to work on continuing, well, at least to innovate in some type of way, shape or form either refreshing anthem or refreshing dragon age to the point where it does not feel like the same game it feels like something totally different you know mechanic wise gameplay wise they have to find a way to reinvent themselves because at this point they have let down not only the mass effect community they have let down that you know the bioware community they haven't just let down for one ip they kind of let down a lot of people that was so into bioware as a company and they just like bioware is attached to great games and it's not the case anymore so i feel like they have a lot to prove now and i think that they i think with the money that they have and the talent that they kind of acquired because i can't i think a lot of people left that was on the original bioware team 
I think that they can create something special. Um, I don't think it's that difficult now when it, when it kind of comes to games of service. They have seen it done in so many different ways that they can they can replicate. They can probably just tap Apex on the shoulder and say, hey, how y'all do this? And how y'all think this will work? And get ideas from, you know, Respawn because Respawn has done a, a pretty good job with their with their original IP battle game of service that they honestly are familiar with shooters you guys aren't familiar with that stuff so you probably should have tapped a few you know different studios on the shoulder and said hey how do you kind of create great gameplay instead of trying to work within you know um work within the the constraints of frostbite it's kind of like yeah that engine is terrible in my opinion but that's a different topic for a different day um but um yeah, any last remarks in regards to Bioware falling off? <laughs> uh, shoot. I mean, I don't know. They just need to, like you said, they need to figure out what Apex is doing because we'd be going crazy and that game. Well, we used to, but um, yeah, Apex is a pretty decent EA game. I, I feel like EA just changed a lot over the years. And from the time that we was playing EA, the one that we, I ain't going to say no in love, but you know what I'm saying? The one that we used to invest more time in with like Mass Effect and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they just changed over the years and stuff. And I start I feel like a lot of that transition started to occur when they um they started trying to implement that. What was it called? The um it was like a multiplayer pass or something that you had to pay like ten dollars for or something. I think they're trying to stop people from buying used games. Like back oh, around like yeah, two thousand eleven. For Battlefield and all them games. Yeah. yeah. To play multiplayer, so. you couldn't just have a used copy. You had to have that code as well. And that was kind of the thing with Dead Space and like for mm-hmm. real. Like EA is money hungry and um they haven't had really like the best thing they have done over the last generation is acquire respawn. Honestly. They have yeah. fallen order from them. They have Apex from them. And they could probably continue to, to 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 suck them dry until they are no longer the company that we liked before. But as of now, that company is still thriving. That company is still doing good things for the community. It's not being, you know, ate up by that machine of EA. So I don't even give them credit for Apex or Jedi. I give that all to Respawn. EA just a publisher at this point. Like they don't do anything, so um, they they did mess up uh, Star Wars, though, didn't they? Yes, they, they tried did. To say, they, they, they they got bro, dice the scared, bro. They got dice so scared. They got them so scared to do anything wrong that they just do whatever they say. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bro, um, they said you need. But so, is this? <laughs> I, they said, bro. They said something dumb. Like you needed, I think, like approximately somebody did the math. You needed like eighty hours. Yeah. You know, like a game type to get like Darth Vader or something yeah, like that. Yeah, man, they was doing I'm like, like some bro, crazy what? numbers, man. Man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's exactly what everybody else said. That game, game free now. They like, man, we gonna give it to y'all for free. We gonna give y'all everything for free. Like, bro, nobody <laughs> wanna play that game no more. Y'all done jacked it up for everybody. Basically. But um, yeah, but, well. Um, Let's I got nothing else about uh, oh, go EA. Ahead. Just RIP Visceral, RIP Dead Space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, we weren't even supposed to be talking about EA. We was talking about, yeah, we was talking about Matt, we was talking about BioWare. EA is just, I guess they a byproduct of the foolery, foolery with the jewelry. Um, <laughs> uh, so moving on, I guess we can talk about the next big 
um, you know, PlayStation hitting out the park as usual, Last of Us Part 2, um, and our thoughts around that. Um, I've completed that game. Uh, we went back. <laughs> it was funny, me and my wife. Uh, she, We played Last of Us Part 2, then she made me play Last of Us because she couldn't understand what, what was the motivations around it. And then we played that one, she understood it, and she kind of um, came to the decision. <laughs> so we both kind of reviewed it, and I give you a synopsis of what she thought, and then I go into mine. But she essentially thought that her motivations were uh, were warranted, and of her constantly on her revenge quest was kind of not, um, she felt as if she should have stopped once the baby and everything arrived and she was living with uh why can't i remember these characters names jesus christ um i I can't remember her name what was her name dina dina yes dina and the baby and um and then uh she felt as if she shouldn't have went back to find um abby but she did anyway so but she felt she her solid score was a seven out of ten um under from me um from my perspective again she didn't play the games i played them games she just literally watched them um the reason why she gave it seven out of ten is more so because of story and story alone she felt as if it was just another um you know it was another revenge story that it shouldn't have been that way but she still was more so compelled or interested in abby as well as ellie and at the end of the game she felt as if ellie was the and the the um the villain (laughs) and abby was not um i kind of felt a few i felt similar in some of her sentiments i didn't give it i give it a a higher score than what she provided i gave it a 8.5 out of 10. um there were some things in there it was very similar in gameplay for me that's why i kind of knocked it a point and a half but i couldn't be mad at the story i can accept it and that's what they wanted to create and the emotions that they wanted to draw out of people is what they what they drew so i felt as if i had to i couldn't knock it for what the story was was as it is because essentially it was a story of revenge and a story of how revenge can take you down the wrong path and a story of how your past transgressions could impact your your you know your your children or your loved ones it was just there was that kind of story and at the end of the day that story is told often and it's been told very well so um in this one in my opinion i wouldn't say it was told well but i will say it was told the way the director wanted it to be told so i cannot knock them from telling it the way they wanted it to be told but I can disagree with some of the plot points and why they felt the motivations were there when, in my opinion, I did not feel that they were there. But I'm not going to give it a bad score because of the story, honestly. I can't do that because if the story was poorly written, I could be mad at it. Or if it was poorly acted, I could be mad at it. It was portrayed exactly how they wanted it to be portrayed. So, um with that being said even though it may seem ridiculous (laughs) it was portrayed the way they wanted it to be told i cannot knock it for that 
and that's why I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. I can go into it a little further, but I kind of want to give get Josh's uh, score as well, and then Jalen's opinion. Yeah, um, I'll be honest. I can't give it like a full fair score because I didn't play it. I mostly watched um, uh, let's plays of it, um, see people impressions. I did play uh, Last of Us One. Personally, I didn't like the game that much because of its tone. Like I can understand the father son. I mean, sorry, father-daughter relationship aspect to it and why that's important. But the world is just one that I didn't enjoy. And so going forward in The Last of Us 2, part of my decision of not wanting to play it, regardless of any controversy, is it's a continuation of that world, and it seems that they're going in a much darker route. And that's not completely true in some sense they do but it's more characters are going down a route where it's not just a relatable father-daughter relationship or a relatable you know family story it's it's revenge like of course in real life everybody experiences revenge but people just most same people don't you know go across country trying to get revenge on somebody like that especially Um, in that kind of world yeah, especially when the world itself is terrible and you only have a couple things to actually hold on to. So why are you going to risk everything, you know, just for this impulse when, of course, like, yes, yeah, a bad thing. If you ran across that person in the street, of course, then you're going to pop off. But <laughs> you're going to go all the way out of your way and risk everything just for that. That's kind of where it doesn't um, make sense. Um, for me, I think the story that they were trying to tell is like you said it's not done bad um i don't like the character decisions for me it's more of a directorial decision that they decided that they wanted to focus on kind of tearing down expectations of characters which people generally don't like especially fans like these are the characters i love this is the this is what i like about it and the director said i know what you like about it so i'm going to take what you like and take it apart so that you can see the message which can be cool but at the end of the day you still have lost the characters that you like like for a lot of people they who liked you know last of us one they might not see the characters the same at the end of the story because they're not the same characters they uh so you can like them in um last of us one and hate them in last of us two and that leaves them in a weird situation it's like if this franchise goes forward in the future, wh- what do you do? Like, do you try to make this character better? Did they learn their lesson or things like that? Or are they just now a um, kind of despicable person in a sense? Um, for me, I, I thought Abby was cool. Like, I understand her um, perspective on it as well. I didn't like a lot of the side characters on her side i know that they're like her friends and things like that and they take care of each other but i just didn't like them as characters compared to you know the characters that we were used to so it was it was still in a sense where i liked that father daughter relationship in the first game and i didn't have anything that i really gravitated to that i liked other than you know just trying to see it to the end to see how bad things get right um it was simply 
put um well let me let me let me let me defer to Jalen first. Go ahead. Uh shoot. Um I ain't really play it, but I'm still finna give my opinion. <laughs> but uh no, nah, I played the first one. I really liked it the first one a lot. Um I started playing through it again. I started was I started being like, you know, I don't really know if I like it as much as I thought I did. I think the I adored it more because I'm gonna be honest with y'all, like I ain't a huge bird game person. Like them them joints be scaring me sometimes. So like you know, I was proud of myself. I'm like, man, I beat that game, bro. People talking about that game scary. I beat it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, I ain't playing at night, but that ain't the point. But <laughs> Last of Us 2, um, I think the biggest thing that kind of, like, messed with me in that game is the fact the way, the way that Joel died. Like, um, I understand. Well, I can't even really say this, but I, I heard people say, like, you know, he kind of toned down and got a little bit older and you know, things like that or whatever. And he was, I guess, going, he, I, I don't know if he felt bad about his actions in the past and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, you can even say Joel was a bad guy in the first one. Like he was a, he's not like a, um, I don't want to say protagonist or antagonist because I guess that's more so like perspective, but um, he's not, he's not doing the, the best for the world and exactly. so he's doing what's best for him yeah, he's selfish it was a selfish thing but you can yeah. relate to it because it's like you, you know if it was you, my child if it was my yeah. yeah if it was what would i do in that situation would i let my daughter die or what because that was at that point he's attached to her in that way so continue yeah yeah so like you know i can i can fully empathize where you know what people were saying that where it's coming from you know all that yada yada but I think the the biggest thing for me was, like I said, the way Joe died. Like, you know, in the first one, that boy, he was, he was gung-ho. He'll he put the 40 at your face quick, like quick, fast, and in a hurry. Like, if somebody doing something, he's like, I don't know you. As far as I, I don't trust you. You know what I'm saying? He he ain't trust nobody. He's like, hey, we finna leave, Ellie. Like, they need to move around or whatever. So, like, when, when I seen a clip of him dying or whatever, I'm like, he over here talking about, well, I'm glad to see you guys. I'm like, bro. What? I'm like, that's not Joe. Like Joe was like, you know, I ain't cussed or nothing. Like who the, you know, who is y'all? Like, hey, you know, I'm like he was just, he was just about that action, man. So, um, when they killed him or whatever, you know, it kind of did something to me. I was just like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna play this game. And then when Ellie caught up with Shorty, she should have marked her, bro. I ain't finna lie to you, or at least they should have gave people an option, like put like an alternative, like ending. you know, ending, um just for you know because people people really they did a good job of making people feel connected to joel and ellie's story and for you to take that away like josh was saying like the director is like you know i'm gonna take this away you know what you like he could at least gave them just a just give people the options there's nothing wrong with giving people options. obviously that take more production and things like that but it was at the end of the game anyway it wasn't like they was gonna have to rewrite something it could have just been like an alternative ending or whatever so um I get the cycle of revenge and all that type of stuff, but at the same time, it's a video game, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, we we go to video games to like disconnect from the world and um to and to not be able to relate to some of the characters is a disservice too. Because like this is going a little bit off topic, you know. I watched Naruto front to end. I used to love Naruto, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I used to, but when Sasuke started going off that deep end. 
I stopped liking him as much as a character because I couldn't relate to what this dude was talking about no more. Like he was just, I'm like, this bro, bro got a brain deficiency. Like, yeah. you know, he talking about my brother. I want to avenge my brother. My brother does this. I wanted to protect the village, Sasuke. All right, well, I'm finna go destroy it. How about that? Like, bro, what? <laughs> like, what's your problem, dude? What you mean? So basically what I'm getting at when those characters, if somebody killed my dad, and I don't got nothing to live for. And I'm probably going to hunt them down. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. Like, I don't know if I go across the world killing clickers and, you know what I'm saying, all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. But trying to empathize with Ellie, like, it ain't nothing to live for in this world. You took the only thing that I really care about. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and she went across the world to come get Buddy or Shorty. And she ain't kill her. I would have took Shorty. Shorty, she would have been a goner, bro. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, I, I get what they was going for and stuff. I couldn't really bang with it like that. That's probably that's why I probably won't play that game. But um, I could see the aesthetic and why people like it and, you know, Joe doing a bad thing and all that type of stuff. Um, my boy, Rie, he like it a lot, um, which is cool, too. So, And, I mean, that scientist dude with them audio logs, they talking about, I think he killed, like, five or six people trying to get this uh, cure or something like that, if you listen to all the audio things. Bro probably just graduated, man. He is, he is a late doctor. Joe Blow, he let me cut this head. Dang, I killed her again. Hey, go give me the next one. Well, we got to get Ellie. You know what no, I'm saying? No, so, no. Like, and then they, they made Buddy a whole reason. I'm like, man, I didn't even remember killing Dog. Like, what? <laughs> Who is him? Did you yeah. even have to kill him? Bro, he, they, they, taint, they said, he, yeah, you killed them. You have to kill somebody. Yeah. But he didn't look the same. Like it's obviously nah, a different it was, character. It was model. a different person. Totally. Man, they didn't know what they wanted the, to do, bro. You could shoot him in the foot and you know he'll rag down and be dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, it was just like, hey bro, I know you didn't think you was big, but you is big. Like you big soldier boy. Come here, we're gonna make you the the driving force of the second game. Yeah, man. Listen. So, I but, think <laughs> I think that it was a lot of now i don't know about the audio logs i didn't know about that all i all i knew is that she was the only one and she they he lied to her and told her that she had multiple but i don't remember it being audio logs where it was multiple cured people like people that was able to immune maybe he killed people that he was just trying to work on but immunity um being immune ellie was the one um i don't know how true it was they they said it was an audio or or log or something that like she was um it was he, he she wasn't the only one or something and it wasn't like a guaranteed thing but i don't know how true that was i don't know if i actually came across that or if i read that somewhere online but mm-hmm. um yeah i i don't know so but okay. anywho just whether it was or wasn't that, you know, i just want i wanted to make sure because it I, I don't remember that but it could be something there but um moving forward i i what i what i what i will say about abby as a character abby as a character is fine abby as uh, a character that just killed your favorite character is not okay um abby should not have been introduced in that way nor has should abby have killed him um at the beginning of the game abby uh they should have they could have they could have told that same story in a more meaningful way that didn't feel so rushed and 
completely bombarding um, to the character to the to the to the player. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I said, they were true to their story. They did those things for that for a certain reason. They wanted you to feel, or, or they wanted you to feel revenge, and they wanted you to feel angry as Ellie was at the beginning of the game to the out the continuation of the game. But to slow down and cause that effect where you have to now play as Abby for ten hours causes you not only to hate Abby and to not give this character a chance but anything that kind of drives her story or her her personal moments is on deaf ears because at this point you have done something unspeakable so mm. it does not feel as if they had the the storyline place in the right order i'm not mad at their story though i don't care that joel died joel joel yeah. was not a person that 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 deserved to live he was a person that needed redemption and if he needed redemption in some sort of way that was ellie ellie was his redemption ellie was the person that he saved that kind of caused this whole thing and it was kind of like um his redemption of of him himself as a character because he was not someone that was um and in my mind a hero he was an anti-hero at, at the best so mm-hmm. um so when he died i was not attached to joel as much as everyone else was so i still uh, was allowing abby to 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 that that grace to continue on with her story to learn about her to understand her motivations and at the end of the day they they helped me understand her more but it did not help me justify her actions nor did it help me justify ellie's Ellie, as I played that game, became worser to me than Abby. Abby, Ellie became someone I hated because of the simple fact that she could not let something go, even though she killed multiple people. She went through a path of about 500, I would say we killed about what, 200 people trying to get to one person. And then for that one person to not die, it kind of feels as if you just caused so much trauma. This is, this is you now creating 200 different revenge stories for one person so what you just decided to do to get back revenge you created 200 revenge stories that from this one because her motivation abby's motivation was very simple he killed she killed the man that she loved or or that her her dad and she wanted revenge you killed you just created 200 different abby's trying to get to abby and it kind of caused me to feel as if what is the point um obviously i understand that it's a video game you have to get through areas you have to kill people you have to you know have some type of mechanically sound gameplay there so understanding that these are just you know just these characters or that they're not important or whatever um but it doesn't make any sense you're trying to treat you're trying to trying to make me envision a revenge story that is going nowhere absolutely nowhere and yet as we're trying to understand abby's revenge story you're showing us how you're going to allow this person to be dragged through the mud and become this bad individual as you try to build up abby so what 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 i guess why are you what is the what is the actual point of the entire game is it felt as if at that point I understand where you're coming from and I still give you an 8.5 out of 10 but your story is still in my opinion not 
sound. It's not great. It's not um, something that I would replay. It's something that I would have to kind of mull over it to try to understand. And I don't know if it's more so because of shock value or if it's because it's a compelling story. And at this point, um, as I dwell on it more and more each day, um, it kind of makes me feel as if there is a lot of things within that game that didn't just add up. And sometimes stuff has to add up in order for it to become a better game. Um, it's, but this, this, this did not happen. It felt as if like, like Red Dead Redemption, you know, when you're kind of going through that story and you're, you're kind of seeing the turning of your hero turn into bad guy, you kind of can understand his motivations, why you see what he was trying to build, what he was trying to do, and then how he kind of got become this overwhelmed individual where he cannot no longer protect everyone and he calls and, and dives into madness. That wasn't here. It didn't seem as if there was a connection between what what Ellie what happened and what Ellie saw to what she kind of did later on. It didn't make any sense. You at first were so against you know going out there. Tommy was the one that was trying to stop you, and then now Tommy is the one that's trying to put your life in danger again at the very end of the game. It it, it was just so many things, so many characters acting out of character, <laughs> I would say, that it kind of created this muddied, muddied game, this this muddy story, and, this, and everything just did not match. And it kind of created plot holes for me and plot points that did not did not make sense uh, outside of the director wanting the motivation to switch. So motivation being switched like i said the director and the creator he dealt he definitely showcased what his story and what he wanted it to be in his own life to say that that is great is not it's not but it is something that he did from start to finish with no he didn't waver it was what he wanted it's it, this is this is it so um it wasn't as if he tried to tack on stuff it was like this was the motivation from the beginning to the end it wasn't as if he broke stuff down and tried to add stuff once the leak happened this is what the story was going to be period and i think um satisfactory wise once i finished it i was more so angry at ellie and i was happy that abby got away so that decision making was fine but outside of the fact that she lost her fingers she lost so much trying to get to this one person she didn't gain anything so it just made me feel as if they did not even care about the characters that they created and the story behind these characters and their motivations because ellie became a different person like nothing carried over from the first game ellie became a different person and joel became a different person so it seemed as if the foundation that you kind of built over the course of the games that you you know created fell off it didn't work it didn't it didn't it didn't become into something greater it just it just it just became muddied and and that's where i would say for y'all where do you see this franchise going in the future because obviously it sold well it got good reviews and that sony would you know want more uh of this franchise in the future for me i have a hard time seeing them 
I would say like, it would need to be a fresh start, like new characters and things like that, because you have Abby and Ellie, but I don't think they're either one are in a good place to be a protagonist for the next game. Because if it's Abby, is, is her story still tied to Ellie? I don't know if that's like interesting for a whole third game. Nah. Is it something new, you know. They no. they just need to see Reverend X, bro. I'm gonna tell you what they need to do to that story. <laughs> Cut that talk, bro. Like, literally. literally. Just leave it alone, man. Cut it off. Even... Yeah. Man, I think I think they are gonna stick with um I think they're gonna stick with Abby, to be honest. I think they're gonna do Abby and um I think his name was Lee. I don't even remember. Yeah. Yeah. Abby do you and, think it's gonna be a new Obviously, I can. Lev. I think his name was Lev. Yeah, Lev. Um, so I think that's going to be the new conflict. It may be a conflict that brings them back together, but honestly, like, I'm over Ellie at this point. They have created that in me where I'm over Ellie. I don't want to. I don't want to see her anymore. I don't really care where she goes. I was happy that Dina left her, um, but that's because that's what they wanted to do with that character. I feel like it was a bad choice and a lot of different things that she kind of created this up on herself. And then, I mean, honestly, the, the fact that, that the the character is so different from what we are so used to and what you built up in the beginning game, that's what kind of people are so agitated about and what mad about. Because I can respect your decision on what you created with Ellie, but I just can't respect that her, her differences and what she was before. Um, I can't respect that you just dropped everything and said that this is how she's going to be when she's been living for four years in a community where she's been sheltered and taken care of. She hasn't been out on the road becoming more and more gruesome and more and more dedicated to her this craft of living in this, in this terrible world. She has literally been in the community for four years and for her to be this way made zero sense. So that's why um nobody's giving it grace because it felt as if she was just a totally different person it felt like joel was a totally different person joel i can understand because at least joel was, has been in this catered world and he's been you know you know changed by the community he's been there for four years everybody's happy open not not as crazy nobody's out to get you i can understand joel maybe staying in a place that he shouldn't have been and not being as you know aware but ellie being so gun ho and crazy makes zero sense to me and that's what i that's what i was disappointed in i understood joel i did not understand ellie's um but we do have to move forward do i have any lasting things about last of us any lasting words about last of us and i got nothing else to say about uh garbage bro not just mine i ain't got nothing to say. but no i i agree like it feels like what they established in the beginning they completely wiped out and i feel confused of where they actually want people to attach to going forward if they continue this franchise um, they're gonna yeah, think, they're gonna continue it but yeah who knows it's just disappointing um in some areas I, I like i said i still enjoy my gameplay but you know once you think on it mold it over continue to go back over it, it just kind of starts to break down in areas but another one of those uh Another game that we wanted to talk about and bring to you guys was Avengers. <laughs> Avengers. Marvel Avengers. You know, Sony in their pocket too, player. They got Spider Man. 
Sony, Sony out here going nuts, man. Sony ain't playing no games. Ain't Spider Man not in the other one because the Sony got the Spider Man or something like that? No, yeah, he's yeah, an exclusive PlayStation exclusive character, G. And you get the skins first, and they get Screaming. other stuff first, man. You know, that's crazy, yeah, but you know, Destiny all over again. Destiny all over again. That's why I bought a PlayStation, though. I was like, man, they got the better stuff over here because I was playing on Xbox originally. And I switched over, and it works. That's all I'm gonna say, it works, but um. Avengers beta, me and Josh played it a little extensively. We, we beat it, right? We got through all the missions and uh, the final mission. I played with all the characters and we we both have a very um, a, a very under, a very good understanding of what the game is going to be. And it don't, just because it's a beta doesn't mean it's not going to be the same thing. So Yeah, the game comes out in like less than a month. Yeah, so what's, I'm a, I'm a um, Let's start off with the. Let's start off with the good. Uh, yeah, start. we can start with the good stuff. Um, the, what I enjoyed about the game, um, and what I liked about it, was the. Um, I guess it was the it was the combat, in a sense, uh, the combat felt at least it was fluid. Animations were great. Um, it felt as if they refined how you played. I mean, outside of the frame rate issues on the PlayStation 4 Pro um, with 4K and then, you know, switching it to, you know, um, switching it to performance mode didn't really help. It just muddied the waters. So sticking to the 4K, I do highly recommend you guys just play it in the 4K settings if you got the PS4 Pro. Might not be an issue if you weren't on 1080p screen with the PS4 regular, but with the 4K one, it was just atrocious when it comes to beating up stuff with Hulk. And trying to get through the map so um outside of that i think the game was very pretty looking um it had a lot of blur it had that crystal dynamic feel to it i mean they did make you know games like tomb raider and stuff and those games do are, are very show they, they showcase the power of our console that we have now and the pcs as well so crystal dynamics know how to make a good game make a game look good and they know how to make animations look good, but it's just the fact that how expansive this game is probably trying to be and how it's trying to keep everything together that is more than likely causing it to have, you know, runtime issues. But not bad stuff, good stuff. So the gameplay, I enjoyed a very a lot. I enjoy the story, the characters, um, the voice acting. Um, I like Kamala a lot. She She's giving me a lot of Monkey D. Luffy vibes, and I enjoy her as a character that's just kind of wowing out over um all of the um adventure stuff she's just a fan and she's just being she's she's getting access to all this stuff and she's just excited about it so i enjoyed her and i enjoyed her commentary on everything and how she kind of sees it through her fan eyes as she's working with the avengers now um i enjoyed the um I enjoyed, I guess, the the companions and how your characters that you developed and kind of chose and their um, move sets are fighting alongside of you. Their costumes. So if you pick a Black Widow and she, you have unlocked her costumes and everything like that. She's gonna be playing as that Black Widow. She's gonna be using those move sets that you 
entitled her to. She's going to be rocking that armor that you got her. So she's going to have power up and stuff like that. So it seems as if they are focusing on making sure that not only is the character that you're fighting with special, but the characters that you are fighting alongside with, if you don't have any friends with you, are special as well. And they also have, like, you know, your unique uh, flavor to it. So I enjoyed that aspect as well. It had a lot of um, uh, character optimization. I wouldn't say optimization, but they had a lot of characters that you could actually, um, you know, do some change the abilities in some way didn't feel too different it felt like you're just unlocking more combos versus actually changing a gameplay style of a character um but it did have um a pretty decent amount of that and i heard that they're going to unlock like two other slides so that you're going to have significant a lot more customization hopefully it's a lot more than what we're seeing um and i just i just enjoyed um the feeling of being an Avenger, you know, playing as Hawk, playing as Black Widow, playing as Kamala, playing as Iron Man. It just felt good to play with these characters because of the, you know, what they're, who, what they're tied to and like your favorite movies and all that stuff. So it just felt good playing with them. And it didn't feel like it was um, as bad, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree that the game itself, um, we we haven't had a AAA Avengers game, um, I wouldn't say ever, but in a very long time, mm-hmm. so it's nice to have this and for it to be an online experience where you can, you know, play through it with your friends and there's more content where you, once you're done, you can keep going. Um, the characters themselves, when you play the story mission, um, I charging battery a little shallow, but I guess once you get through all the tutorial, you unlock all your abilities and things like that, then it gives you a lot more um, better picture of the overall combat. Uh, like we were playing those online missions, um, it felt good to play as like you know Black Willow and Widow and Kamala uh, using all their abilities, swinging around the level, um, and the minor interactions that you have with other characters like helping people go invisible those are cool and do that um with you know new characters who are interesting and have um interesting gameplay uh then it can be a good foundation that people will like because they're not um a lot of choices right now for marvel games uh on the playstation and xbox um I played mostly as Black Widow because I felt that her gameplay was the most, uh, not polished, but the most uh, straightforward with what the objectives they wanted you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Hulk was really good and strong, but I felt like a lot of ways he was kind of slow and, clunky. you know, yeah, clunky, especially with like his movement and jumping off of uh, walls and stuff like that whereas like Kamala and Black Widow they can just swing and get through the level really quickly um, Iron Man was cool because he had his flight mode and things like that I just personally didn't like his hand to hand combat mm-hmm. um, and shooting with him is kind of um, not hard but it's um, it takes getting used to trying to fly and shoot at different enemies especially when the shooting is not I would say it's not that good like they they made Tomb Raider, which is you know a third person shooter and it's pretty good with its guns and things like that. But some reason this game feels really stiff 
uh, or I don't know if it's the feedback, whatever, with the shooting. So that's something that they might be able to improve on or, you know, more melee focused characters might be more fun for me to play. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you, I don't I don't know what they're going to do with the story. Um, so far, it seems pretty like standard superhero stuff. I don't know if they're going to do anything crazy, but as long as they can keep like interesting characters um, and interesting um, objectives during the story, um, I feel like the story itself might be enough to play through and finish. Um, but other than that, I guess we can talk about the the more negative stuff. But I feel like the online component is probably well the RPG components and the online like long term game is probably where it has its weakest points because mm-hmm. me and you couldn't really get um, well we had a lot of issues with uh, the online portion like we couldn't get matches and with random people sometimes mm-hmm. or you know we'll join the lobby and it'll close the lobby for whatever reason um, so it's a lot of technical issues and I feel like this game they sh- they really need to iron out before it launches because for online games they need like how it launches is mm-hmm. going to determine its life for like the next three to six months like if the game launches bad people are not going to pick it up and it's going to you know it's less people playing to get to that end game content and things like that to keep it going um, well I give them more grace when it comes to technical issues because um because they are now opening up their servers, I would expect them to have technical difficulties, but I don't expect the gameplay to be any different. So when it comes to betas, I feel like you're really just stress testing your servers. So I give them grace there um, because simply that they're trying to open it up to a lot of people and they're trying to make sure that they stress test it. So that's what I usually kind of give them the grace of with betas, but most of the time when it comes to gameplay mechanics and like just, you know, like the menus, that stuff, that stuff has already been sound. They're not changing it that much, so I don't give them any grace for that. But when it comes to those technical difficulties that we were having, I can't really objective, objectively say that they are going to have those at the at the end of the day when it comes to the launch. But it was stuff that was there. But um, I don't. I, I guess more so mentioning that while you mention those errors because it's just that you know betas are they're meant for that that's what i honestly would think i think they're meant for stress testing the servers well yeah i mean i understand that stuff um Mm -hmm. where the game you know the lobby crashes or things like that but um also like the game we have to be honest that the game comes out in like three weeks so there are some things that yeah you can uh have more servers launch day so that you know a million people buy it that they all can fit online on the servers. Um, but there are still some things that we would have to expect from them to get right, like lobbies not closing and kicking you from games and things like that because that ruins your progress and stuff like yeah. that. But hopefully they can iron out all that stuff before the game comes out. But it as looks far like as they the did. RPG mm-hmm. stuff, um, I don't know how the structure of the game long-term would be to keep people interested. Because yeah. let, let's say we look at um, Anthem, you know, that's a, a game that didn't launch well and is pretty much dead now. And it's not because the game didn't work on a technical level, like you can play it, but it's the long-term uh, loop that you're going through, like upgrading, getting loot, um, the different missions and things that you do 
that are going to keep people coming back three, four months from now. Um, that I don't feel confident that they've nailed that yet. And I don't know if the, you know, the story is going to get people to buy the game. I don't think their RPG mechanics of what they've shown is going to keep people playing the game for a long time. Uh, the loot is just not um, worth it for, like, yeah, you get better stats, um, but they're just like little gems and little, you know, belt buckles and things like that. It's not things that keep people interested. It, like, they have the skins, but the skins are not related to the gameplay. Like, you just level up and you buy the skin. Um, you need some a reason to go into this hard mission, to go on this 30-minute mission with uh, your four-player team. It has to be worth it long-term. And I feel like we've all played online games long enough to know that if Destiny uh, has issues with this and The Division had issues with this and other games have issues with it, that they have to pay attention to that stuff and get that right early so that they don't have to go through that first year where they're struggling to fix it before the game is finally at an okay state. Man, y'all like belt buckles, man? (laughs) Not this way. (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, I think that's a lot of, um, I think when I first was playing, thought I saw this game, I thought it was going to be a lot more customization when it came to how your character looked and how they, um, you know, were presented. Uh, and it's really just a lot of costume stuff that can be tied to microtransactions. Um, just me trying to get all of Hawk's items, I think I had to, get, they provided us in current the currency in-game, but that currency is not um, able to be, uh, it's, it's kind of like Apex, it's not able to be, um, gained throughout the uh, system without actually the loot boxes or actually um, uh, playing um, playing the battle pass. So that's the only way you can actually get these things and you have to do daily missions and weekly missions uh, weekly um, challenges, kind of like Apex as well. So um, it's it's difficult for me to say that I'm going to be enticed by this loop because there is not that much customization to the character and how they look versus like, you know, cosmetic actual items. And there's also not much to go off of when it comes to the end game of what I'm what I've read and what I've seen. It kind of they're talking about content drops and characters and arcs of, you know, heroes that's going to keep you playing versus what is th- what am I gearing up to fight in game wise? What am I what am I what is my challenge that is gonna keep me kinda like a you know, a destiny raid or what's that what's the loop here? Um, there's not much synergy when it comes to, you know, fighting. It's just your character is a boss and you can run around and just throw rocks at people, but what is the synergy between my teammates? Is there stuff where I have to, you know, switch off and use something else, or is there option? Is there things that I might not be able to get through without having certain builds or characters that um, I have to play with? 
I don't think that's there. You know how Destiny has you have to sometimes you just have to play with a sniper. Sometimes you just have to play with a scout. Sometimes you gotta play with an auto. Sometimes you need um rockets versus, you know, fusions. It's kinda like they try to make it where you can play with everything, but sometimes it's better to use this. And I didn't see that in that game at all. I just seen that it was more so you everybody has the ability to do everything. Everybody has the ability to counter, everybody has the ability to do this that the third so it doesn't feel as if everybody is unique in a way of play style it's just how you fight is what's what kind of differentiates that it's like your ability to stay long range with iron man versus iron versus you know hawk only having his one you know huge rock throw and like getting in melees but you can always get to these people without having to play long range is it a difficulty spike is what's going to cause you to kind of switch up your gameplay style? How are y'all going to manage when people wants to play with Iron Man at the same time? How are you going to manage when there's um, like the, the, the inability to decide on who has the better Widowmaker, the best Black Widow or something like that? It kind of gives me Overwatch vibes in that, in that aspect where it's kind of like there is no team gameplay so i guess there's no point of you know trying to figure out who you want to play with you just can always play with somebody somebody's always an option because it's not like overwatch where you have to have this team synergy but i think that's needed in this game to be honest i think that's something that's going to keep it thriving during those down peak times where you're waiting on a hero arc and you're waiting on a new um a villain arc and you're waiting on a new villain to drop or a new you know character to drop I think that they're solely basing all of their, you know, their opportunity and growth through their 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 actual uh, backlog of characters that they can just add into the game. And honestly, I don't think that's enough. I think that's something that's going to be their downfall if they think that that's the only thing they have to do. Um, because I can see the the already the the lack of interest. Um, I would say I, I lost a lot of interest while playing that game. Um, because of the missions feeling so relatively the same you're kind of going through doing the same thing it's a grind but is the grind fun i i was playing with iron man i was playing with kamala i was playing with black widow um and i was enjoying myself for the first three hours but i think at the seven eight hour mark i started to feel like okay but what's next what are we going to be doing that's going to make us feel as if we want to put the time in um obviously leveling characters can be great and you, you kind of get to that point where you've maxed out your characters and you max out their battle pass and i understand that loop and i understand what that loop entails and it doesn't seem as if it's a positive one um the battle pass seems as if it's very grindy to keep you playing that game and to have multiple you know battle passes to level up because each battle pass is tied to each individual character so if you want to play and get house all the way through to his battle pass you gotta play with him black widow iron man so on and so forth i don't know if that's a sustainable method nor do i believe that's something that's going to keep people entertained as they try to get through this game because the 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 fact is is that the, um destiny was a, a game that was meant to bear you, you of course you wanted to play with each character and you got three characters now you have these expansive world you have these multiple missions you can do you have all this extra stuff and yet people still clamor for more and more each day 
I don't see this world being as expansive as that because it's not their own original idea. They still have to follow in the constraints of Marvel. They still have to create and and build within that world and make it make sense. So I think they're building stuff to keep people entertained for the year, but sustainability over the long haul, I'm not seeing it, honestly. I'm seeing a lack yeah. of... Because characters honestly aren't going to be enough to keep people playing the game for a long time because characters are not going to come out you know, once a month. They're going to come out every couple months because they take time to build and give voices and animations and all that. Um, and, and honestly, these this is not the first Marvel game. Like There have been other Marvel games. People have played as Spider-Man before. It has to be the actual gameplay loop that makes people interested in the game like these those missions were pretty they're okay they weren't hard or bad or anything but they were pretty bland except for like the you know the one boss fight we did everything else was pretty much straightforward mm-hmm. going to the base kill the things go to the next room protect the thing and so on and so just like destiny that's all you were doing in the beginning and that wasn't enough people were tired of it in the first week so what else do you have like i know that they've you know haven't shown all their boss fights and stuff but what type of raids or what type of long dungeons do you have is there content that uh, is going to be what well online games always look for something that's called evergreen content that's always going to be good and never get old and i don't see anything in that game that's not going to get old after a couple times yeah um, I think I think they have to focus on making the gameplay loop refined, and I think they have to focus on expanding how they customize our characters. I think they need to really showcase what a build looks like, a hawk build, a widow build. I think they really need to show how expansive their customization is to each character. If you're not going to show it to us, in a you know traditional sense of cosmetic you need to show it to us in a uh, in a sense of you know animations and characters and you know how you how how they how they differ from one widow to the other you need to show that stuff because right now i don't see it being that way i see that the combinations and combos becoming more increasingly challenging to pull off but it's more re- rewarding, like more of a Devil May Cry 5 versus a actual um, unique style of gameplay where your whole entire um, style of, you know, fighting changes. Like, like it's not even at the level of Destiny where you go from being a, a striker titan to a, a bubble titan. It doesn't feel different. <laughs> so um, they have to figure out that. And... And maybe they haven't shown it. Maybe we're just not seeing the whole thing. But honestly, um, it didn't feel that way. It felt as if all of these characters are going to play the same. I mean, obviously, I think they're going to have different specials where they have, like, you know, where Hulk smashes his hand and blows everything in front of him. I think they're going to have multiple iterations of that and changes and different things that they can do. But I don't see it being very uniquely different, you know. I think it's going to still be in that same gameplay style. Um, they're not going to be able to, you know, Warlock bend around the corner and be stick, stuck in the air for forever. Hawk King will never do that. So I just want to see what the what the special is, what that's what the special sauce is. And I haven't seen it yet. 
I would still give it a try, honestly. Um, I'm not someone that's going to shy away from it because I got this bad taste in my mouth now from the game. I think I'm going to still see what it has to offer. Mm-hmm. It's just me wanting to put that time in to actually get there and whether that whether it's worth the time. I don't want to I don't want to leave it to a reviewer to tell me because honestly sometimes they they are big up a game kind of like Dragon Age Inquisition and it's trash, but um uh so yeah, I might have to still kind of see for myself on what it is and whether or not I'm actually going to enjoy it. So it's still a pickup for me, but I'm very very hesitant to to say that this game is something worth picking up to anybody else. I think I'm going to get it because I'm just for curiosity's sake and to see where it lands. Um, but a- again, that's going to become extremely harder once, once games are $70 and, you know, people aren't, you know, have the money and this pandemic's going on to kind of make that type of decision. But um, fortunately enough, I'm, I'm okay with that and um, I can purchase it without too much sweat off my back. But it's still something to think about when it comes to buying these type of games and trying stuff out because your showcase of it is the beta it's your gameplay that you provide and it's the reviews i played the beta i seen your gameplay um reviewers i only trust a fair handful um but it's something i want to play because i i understand i i enjoyed at least the story aspect of it kamala i enjoyed so I will at least pick it up for that. And man, you sound like you rich, bro. <laughs> I'm not rich. <laughs> man, you rich. Seventy dollars for a disc? Yeah. Bro. <laughs> Seventy dollars right. not right now. It's sixty still. Man, That's you later. You okay with spending seventy doggone? You you see what they just said today? Yeah. What oh. they say? They had an article that was like, uh, the seventy dollar price tag will be worth it when you see the quality or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> what they, the what they gonna do? Make sleepy age for? No, nah, yeah. man, they talking about this two K two take two is them the sorry two K twenty ones and NBAs, bro. Bro, they already killing people by making a VC. People <laughs> buy that, bro. They killing. I mean, I got pockets. all type of boys that play two K, man, but that. They making a killer, man. The virtual currency, boy. They was like, boy, I'm about to hit these over the heads. Let's Banging see. them. And they they still pay seventy dollars. I like I said, I ain't played a simulation game in forever. Not a, not no not no basketball simulation. I know football simulation. I know soccer simulation. All those games, I rather not. I'm not not into it that much. But I need something that's actually different from the world that I'm living in versus something that's. I can I can go watch TV and watch that. I don't, I don't really care to play it in my living room, to be honest. Um, go so, play Forza. Yeah, I guess I have to go play Forza, something like that, man. But, um, well, Horizon. I'm not playing Motorsport. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I just I think Avengers is still, it needs to, they still need some more time in the oven, but they don't have that time anymore. Um, I think the story is going to be fine. I think people are going to enjoy it for the story. I just really hope that they fix the in-game loop because that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to be something that you, you know, sink your teeth in. Um, but, yeah, man, they, they looking, Outriders is looking real hot right now. I think I haven't played their beta, but Outriders gameplay is very similar to Avengers in a lot of ways, but it's an RPG, and they look like they took their time and they're kind of getting some of that in-game stuff right. 
it's showing stuff that you can do outside of just the regular quest and side quest monster hunt so um outriders might be it avengers might be out but i'm gonna try and just try them both yeah i mean i hope the game is they can get it together it's just if the beta was like a couple months out from the game actually launching i'll probably feel better mm-hmm. but based off that i feel like the game is not going to change that much in three weeks other than technical issues um so i don't if i do get the game uh i haven't decided if i i want to play it at launch day if i do get it it's just for the story i haven't seen the the online portion of it is not enough to like make me want to play the game yeah yeah well we will see people we will see now we finna play it tonight i got mine downloaded <laughs> yeah i mean we can play more i honestly i feel like they needed a second beta just to show a little bit more like yeah no next next that. week they're gonna show they're not gonna show more i don't think they're just gonna have it where it's like continuation right I don't know if they're going to show more. Are they? Because I thought the beta that comes out to the public is the same beta. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to show more. I think they are going to just provide it to the, to the public. Um, so this is a closed beta for people that, you know, pre-ordered. Um, so hopefully it's better than what it is now. Um, I will give them that grace. I don't want to just probably, I don't want to just say that they're not going to have a good game. Um it still has some fundamentally sound mechanics in it. Iron Man actually feels fun to fly around in. They, like they kind of, uh, Josh said, kind of look like they stole Anthem's flying mechanics because it looked like it did. Because honestly, it's 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 enjoyable to fly around with him. It doesn't feel clunky, nor does the transition from on the air to off the and you know on the air into on the ground. It feels terrible either. Um, they did a lot of right stuff. Um, it's just you know getting those refinements down and in place and well executed is the key here um avengers i don't want them to just you know play off the avengers name i think that's going to carry them that's all um but yeah um i'm not going to talk about their move with spider-man because i already did videos on that but it's um it's an interesting partnership, I say that. Um, any last, any lasting things about Avengers? Uh, I got nothing to say. No, not really. Um, just you know, I guess we'll talk about it when it comes out. Yeah. Till next time. But alright guys, that has been the House of Wolves podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, I know that there is some type of review mechanic on wherever you're listening to. If you liked it, definitely give us some um, upvotes or some five stars or whatever it is that they want you to provide. Kind of gets helps us get known and out there. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Until next time. All right, we'll see y'all. <laughs> Peace.